Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Gaming the System, the podcast where four intersectional feminists examine gaming through a feminist lens. This is one of our bonus rounds where we are going to be talking about gaming reasons to be hopeful in 2022, because there are some awesome, wonderful things coming up, and we're all very excited to distract us from everything else that's going on in the world. So to start off with Alex, what are you excited about? One of my... One of mine, I've been thinking, is one that I'm actually going to play in a few days' time uh, as a part of a live stream for Gaming the System, and it is called Kina Bridge of Spirits. Um, and it, I think it's been developed by an independent or an indie developer, Ember Lab. Um, but I remember when I saw the trailers for it, I can't remember how many months ago it is now, um, but they were just so impressive. Uh, looking in terms of like the graphics and all that sort of thing and the the way they've pushed the capability of the ps5 and of course features a female protagonist so i'd be very interested to see how that story develops i think it's a fairly short game because it's an indie developer but it looks like a real joy and it looks just really wholesome and something i'm really looking forward to to live streaming for gts so that would be my first pick definitely yeah i'm hopefully waiting for that to come down in price a little bit mm. um but it's 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 it was captivating the mm. it's one of those adverts where you just go wow that looks beautiful it does um so my first one is going to be sinking apparently up to 500 hours into dying light 2 Mm. which is the the original game is uh, is a masterpiece and this one they've spent like seven years making and the first thing you see in the advert is you sprinting into a zombie on the top of a building and then riding the zombie down to the ground and landing on it using it as a like a a cushion to land on and it's just another thing that is beyond belief i can't even imagine how awesome it's going to be and it's coming out in february and just because right now i need i find a lot of comfort in massive open world games that are there is just no end in sight so i've been playing assassin's creed valhalla and i just going through all of that all of the dlc and just knowing there's no there's no end in sight I love that with games, and that's what that's what I hope Dying Light will provide me with. Okay, so that's my first one. Jem, have you have you come up with something? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to um, uh, exploring um, the Horizon games um, because I didn't know. I, we've talked a little bit about Aloy um, and. Um, and what an awesome character that is! But um, I think that the new the the new one um, that's coming out in February um, just looks amazing, and I haven't played any of them, so I'm 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 looking forward to kind of you know maybe picking that up, and yeah, that's inspired me. So mm-hmm. so it's not an it's an it's an I'll go back because I'm always behind. <laughs> These things, but um, I'm I'm inspired by the new releases, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It does just look amazing and so beautiful. Yeah, it looks like they're. I think they're a bit similar to 
nothing quite beats God of War in pushing the current um, hardware to its absolute maximum. The only other thing I've compared seen compared to it is The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, this this upcoming Horizon game just again another unimaginable thing. Um, yeah. Alex, what would yes. be your second? Another one. That was going to be my second one, but I can talk more about it if you like. Um, because I got probably about three quarters of the way through the first one and haven't finished it yet. Um, not, for, not through any reason, like negative reason. I just put the controller down one day and then didn't pick it up again and got distracted by a new game, as is always the way things happen in, uh, in my life. Um, but yes, I shall definitely be hoping to finish it. But one of the things I really liked about that game in particular was the way that the that working to figure out how to defeat the machines is a real puzzle. So combat's a lot more about using your brain than you think it, it would initially be. It's not just going up and smashing square, although I do that quite a lot. Um, it's also about figuring out how is how am I going to beat this particular machine where is its weak points? What can I use to exploit those? So it, it just really made me think about like how I was going to approach situations a lot more and how I was going to get two objectives if I have to get past this type of machine, um, I have to do it stealthily. You know, there's a lot of um, thinking involved. So I'd be excited to finish off the first one and then see how they potentially develop that for the second one because there looks to be a lot of new machines and in fact, a lot of new humans to, to contend with as well. So um, it'll be definitely interesting to see how how Aloy's story develops in that, for sure. If you don't mind repeating it, an answer, but yeah. Yeah, I think um, it really felt there's so much raw potential in the first one that I think they are going to really expand on so many gameplay elements mm. like uh now there's like swimming and i think the um there are so many things that are excellent but they can be expanded upon and i'm confident they can do incredible things number two is hopefully it, it's a like revolving around the industry itself and the way that it treats people because last year we did the Activism Blizzard stuff and how they, I think where it is, they did a settlement and didn't really have to change anything. But I'm hoping as as the year goes on, I think an awareness of uh, how the industry treats people and the negative side of it is growing. Um, and I just hope that that turns into like real real change because the workers there they had tremendous support from the public when it came to that mm. um and all of the all of the stu big studios have those kinds of problems and i hope they're sweating at the minute because they know that they can be as as with any like abusive system um there are going to be predatory particularly men like making life difficult for so many people. And I'm just hopeful that, that more lawsuits will be brought 
I'm hopeful. I don't know if it will happen, but that is my hope. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there's going to be more scrutiny on on mm. looking at accountability for big companies and big developers, but whether that will translate into actual things happening, I don't know. But like I say, we have to be optimistic and hopeful and have to keep keep, keep making people aware of what's happening and hopefully it will push for change, definitely. Yeah, and that's what that's what our kind of feminism is, is about, is making, lasering in and going, no, all of these people matter, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, and working together is the way to defeat the patriarchy, which is the goal of feminism, not to fight amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um Jem, have you got another one? Yeah, well, that really nicely segues into what I was going to, one of my my hopes for the next year is really just more female-led game design um, and uh, more diverse diversity in general, actually, across the board in, in games. Because I think that, you know, these issues come up because of a lack of equality um, across the board and a lack of voices, different voices saying different things. And we've talked about that so much. And it's just, it, it's game games can get stuck in a rut if it's the same people designing games for themselves all the time. And I think, you know, it's that when you bring in di- people with different backgrounds and different experiences and different life lifestyles you know then then you bring in a whole new um um a new dynamic to the to the game design and i think that is one of the things that the industry lacks um because the big businesses just can't get their asses into gear really when it comes to that and so my hope is that you know things like this big um fuss at um, Activision you know it was Activision wasn't it Um, and it's not um, it's not going to um, you know that things like that is going to kickstart other companies into looking at their their systems and their policies and their teams and hopefully yeah we'll have more diversely um led games which will lead to you know obviously not next not this year but you know down the line will lead to more diverse and intriguing games yeah i just had i just had the thought of because i what i'm going to go into on our episode about women in war is about how um if you if you've got a game development team and you've got the leadership and you've got five middle-aged white men talking about war in the Middle East, um, who are, I'll go into more of it. I want to say it all now. Um, If you had a a refugee from uh, Iraq, who was a game developer and came in and worked in that part of that team, that would transform the game and make it into something truly like real. It would bring a realism and it would also bring a, a feeling of, personal um it would bring people into it real people in rather than just being oh i'm big and brash and awesome and go in and kill all the bad Mm. guys it would that's how you make interesting games and stop like proper of it so the diversity bringing in can only make things better and it would help those middle-aged white men grow 
to go, oh, yeah, there are actual costs to these things. Um, mm. So, again, more hope. Um, who's next? Alex, number three. Well, I was going to talk about a specific game, but I'm going to tie in another thing. Uh, since we've been talking, I've thought about it. And my main point has changed, and it's actually going to be I want to see less microtransactions in games. And I'll tie this into my other point that I was originally going to make, which was I'm looking forward to uh, Star Wars Eclipse, which is uh, a trailer that was released, I think, as part of the Game Awards for a Star Wars game that's been developed by Quantic Dream, I think it is, who did the games like um, Detroit Become Human, um, trying to think of the name, like Heavy Rain, all those sorts of games where it's very choice-heavy, um, where microtransactions aren't a thing at all. And of course, with Star Wars games, as we know previously, some of them as licensed property have had a lot of uh, microtransactions in them when you think about Star Wars Battlefront and things like that. Um, just licensed games in general, you know, there's a danger that they can go down that, that path of being very microtransaction heavy and so that particular game developed by um quantic dream looks to be interesting and we don't know much about like the characters that you play or anything really it was just more of an announcement trailer but the developer in itself is the most interesting point in that it's going to be very narrative driven very choice driven so room for microtransactions there will not be as Yoda would say um <laughs> but hopefully we we'll definitely see less of that sort of thing across the board because they're really bad um, in terms of just in the way that they target people who might be vulnerable to 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 those sorts of things and getting mm. themselves in trouble financially, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure we can discuss more about it or have discussed about it in the past, but it's definitely something I think there should be less of in games in general. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right about it, and I'm sure we'll talk about game addiction at some point. It's not just the addiction to playing a game mm. that, that can be bad. It can be an addiction to buying. If you're, if you're a game addict and you think, oh, I need to be better at this, then they could be preyed upon by microtransaction people. And well, I'm so glad that story, incredible story-driven games are not going away as mm. much as the industry, like, the people, the money people at the top are desperate for it mm. to die so that they can just make as much money as possible by putting out live things. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm so, it fills me with joy every time I think about them going, oh, they're not buying the £70 games. They're <laughs> desperately trying to force on us. Um, okay. Uh, my one is the entire month of February. Mm. <laughs> Because there's Dying Light 2, there's Horizon Forbidden West, there is Elden Ring, which is probably the one I'm most excited about out of all of them. And then there is also... Oh, it. There's another one. There's one more. But uh, yeah, the entire month of February, I'm gonna try, I've got a ton of stuff to trade in. And uh, so I might trade in my old PS4 and buy all of these games at once. Um, <laughs> we won't see you for days. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'll, be it. <laughs> I'll come out for gaming the system, <laughs> and then <laughs> then that'll be it. Yeah, basically, it's this. 
absolute madness the number of these games coming out at the same time and how many of them have been delayed by the pandemic and uh, just think of how much more time they've had to relax and make these games because they know that the 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 developers know that when these games are made right they are going to sell tens of millions of copies so why not just give give them an extra year to make it and then and then watch the money roll in for for years to come um and yeah just makes me think i i appreciate more and more those developers that like put trust in the in the people developing the game rather than going oh just get it quickly done now we'll fill it with microtransactions and we'll fill it and we'll finish it later <laughs> uh, so yes the story driven games aren't going away in fact they're all coming they're all coming to me in february <laughs> okay gem awesome. uh, fin- finish us off well chatting to you guys always makes me want to do more gaming it always makes it i always end up after every conversation i always end up with about three new games on my list which is fine because one of my um new year's intentions is to game more so that's great um but i for christmas i got another controller for the ps5 Ooh. so um and it's beautiful it's it's uh, it's red but it's it's not just red it's not just any red it's like a, a velvet red it's mm. oh it's gorgeous anyway yeah. um it, i i when i got the box i was like oh it's a red thing when i got it out of the box I was like oh, I love this um so my what I'm looking forward to this year is finding um some decent co-op games mm-hmm. that I can play because I think that everything's better when we work together and mm-hmm. I just think you know I just think that co-op gaming is a really positive way of gaming like when you're working with people against yeah. a common enemy do it in board gaming with pandemic legacy and really enjoying that and it's just it's just fun to play with other people instead of against other people. So from it, I'm not into the whole like you know Fortnite, um, Overwatch style gaming where you're competing against people. I want to work with my with my um, fellow gamers to a common goal because I think you know like cooperation is how we're going to solve pretty much everything that is facing humanity right now. So. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm looking forward to some decent co-op games. So if anyone knows any, yeah, please let us know. <laughs> yes, do comment. <laughs> that's what we that's what we love. That brings brings us to a close. And I hope you're, you're all feeling um, more positive in uh, in some areas when it comes to 2022. Um, yeah, this has been our bonus round. Uh, you can find these bonus rounds every second and fourth Tuesday. And every Thursday, you will find us live with some form of content, be it a full podcast episode or a Let's Play. Um, Please do like, share, and subscribe if you're on YouTube or Twitch. Follow us wherever you can find us, to be honest, and particularly on Apple iTunes and on Spotify. Please do give us five stars and comment because that's how we get ourselves into the eyes and ears of as many feminist gamers as possible. So until next time, we have been Matt Geminites, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.
We hope you enjoyed that episode of Gaming the System. If you want to support us, you can donate to us through our PayPal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.